back on Top 25 Voter Pod, the edgy edition. Uh, <laughs> according to my according to my colleagues, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to liven it up a little bit. I, I've got a scar on my face. I cut myself a minute ago. Uh, so let's see the blood, Bryce. No, no, we don't want to gross everybody out right away. But uh, guys, good to see you all again. Always. Yeah, good to see you, Bryce. So I'm going to start with you, Chad. The uh, Baylor women, um, they've turned it around a little bit. They've got five straight Big 12 wins as we uh, record our podcast here on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, They will play again uh, tomorrow against Oklahoma. What's just been the difference to you, um, you know, after opening conference play with a couple of losses? Well, um, you know, perception is a big part of it, I think. Uh, What Baylor was supposed to be, and then they come out and lose at Kansas State and at Oklahoma. Well, what we've since found out is that Kansas State and Oklahoma are pretty good. Um, Kansas State's a little up and down, but they're certainly looking like it. In fact, they were one of the top 16 seeds revealed in in the seed reveal last week which I was a little bit surprising. I've been voting, I've been voting in them in the 16 range at times. Um, but they're probably a, you know, a bubble top 25 team, not a bubble team, but like in and out of the top 25. I think they're 25 this week, but a really good team, you know, and you're playing them on the road and then you get a COVID pause for a week. And then you got to go play at Oklahoma and Oklahoma beat Texas the other day. They're a top 25 team. So that's a tough way to start conference. And, you know, then they they scratch out a win at Kansas, which they could have very very easily lost that game and gone to zero and three. But uh, you know, on the court, in between the lines, they've gotten inside outside going. They got Jordan Lewis, Jamie Asbury, and Sarah Andrews all uh, hitting from three point range, and and in Lewis, and in, especially in Andrews' case, scoring at all three levels. And that's a, that's a big thing because if you're doing that, you become a real problem to guard because Melissa, in particular, is so good around the basket. And Queen has been, um, you know, been finishing pretty well around the basket. So all the pieces are starting to come together. Um, In this world of hype, we tend to overreact a lot. And I think the three of us, you know, I think we're pretty reasonable guys. We overreact less than a lot of our uh, colleagues, particularly in the national media. Mm. But, um, you know, Baylor is floating to the top of the standings as I predicted they would. So there you go. Good call. And they had a triple-double recently, right? Yeah, that's not the most impressive triple-double to me because West Virginia was dead in the water eight minutes into the game, you know, or or whenever KK Deans went down, they they were finished. And and it was kind of a stat monitor type of deal. But any triple-double is a good triple-double, right? Sure, yeah. You know, and Jordan Lewis, got uh, she got player of the week on the strength of that triple-double and a good game against Texas Tech as well earlier in the week. But her really good game was against Iowa State, which was not counted in that, technically counted in that uh, that player of the week scenario. Mm. But that was her best game was against Iowa State. Well, so, John, similarly, uh, the Baylor men on a decent surge again. They've won four of their last five. Um, the outlier there was outside of Big 12 play, the loss at Alabama. Um So, you know, they've had to deal with a constantly changing rotation due to injuries. Uh, 
you know, it seems like they've had two guys out pretty much every game. Um, so, uh, you know, Scott Drew, he's adapted. He's brought in, you know, guys like Dale Bonner and Jordan Turner. Um, you feel like the experience that those guys are getting, uh, you know, will that help Baylor down the road if, if they need to count on those guys in, you know, in the postseason? Yeah, I, I really do. And uh, I think they're learning how to play with different kinds of rotations. And I think that's going to help down the road, too. And most of these injuries, it's been kind of wild how many there have been, but basically four guys have, have been hurt uh, off and on in the last few weeks. So Scott's had to uh, change his rotation all the time. But I think those guys are going to eventually get healthy. I mean, Sohan's healthy now. Uh, a big surprise is Adam Flagler not playing. Nobody even knew he had a knee issue. He had a hand issue earlier in the year. Uh, now, I, I think the, the, the biggest issue is probably LJ Cryer. He uh, broke his foot uh, back in the summer, and uh, this is the third game he's had to sit out. It's the first one since December that he's sat out. But it seems like that could be a lingering issue. Um, I, I think uh, James Akenjo's issue, tailbone or buttocks, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I, I think like uh, that. <laughs> it's, it's a funny term. But uh, he, the last half against Alabama, and I thought this whole game uh, last night against West Virginia, he, he's moving a lot better and his shots a lot better. So I think he's starting to come around a bit. But, yeah, they're developing. They're, I think they had good depth coming into the year. I think they're going to have really good depth by the end of the year. So I think eventually uh, playing these guys and playing them in different roles will pay off. You know, I'm an NBA fan, as you guys know. And um, uh, it seems like in recent years, more and more than ever, um, and part of this may be COVID as well. You have you have guys missing games because of COVID uh, protocols. You have just the normal wear and tear of injuries over the course of you know in in the NBA an eighty two game season in in what college basketball what 35, 40. Mm. Um, you know you're going to have injuries and you've got to adapt, adapt or die basically. And um, I feel like that's one of Scott Drew's strengths is he, he tends yeah. to, um, you know, adapt to whatever personnel he's got out there. I mean, and that's, you know, that's a sign of a good coach. Um, maybe this is a good segue. Speaking of a good coach, uh, <laughs> this could be the edgy part of the, of the pod. Uh, so Chad, uh, Red Raider fans, have not exactly uh, rolled out the red carpet for uh, our friend Chris Beard as he makes his uh, return to <laughs> Lubbock tonight. Uh, so, you know, is this level of vitriol, is it warranted, um, you know, for a guy that obviously skipped town, went, uh, went to Austin? Well, show me anywhere where somebody left one program that they were supposedly devoted to and went to that program or pro team's biggest rival and had it easy when they came back, you know? I mean, I immediately think of 
Bryce, NBA guy of LeBron James, his first time with the Heat coming back to Cleveland and things like that. And, and I tell you what, you know, true confessions right here, and maybe this is the edgy part, right? I've spent many a night lying in bed thinking about what I would like to do to Chris Beard if I were to encounter him on the street. <laughs> what I'd like to say to him. <laughs> and, and, and some have been funny and some have been, some have been mean. Some have been maybe a tad violent, you know. But my best one is uh, I have this dream scenario because I was ended up on, a, on an elevator with Shaka Smart once upon a time before Shaka, you know, in, going into his first season. And, and But my dream scenario would be to end up on an elevator with Chris Beard and just look over and go, man, I hope this elevator doesn't go into overtime. <laughs> well played. Well played. But, okay. Having said that, all right, here's the thing. Texas Tech is having a really good basketball season. Mm-hmm. They ha- ended up hiring a really good coach, it looks like, in Mark Adams. They've got the program moving in a fantastic direction, and they're going to be they're going to have a full crowd. To, uh, you know, this is Tuesday when we're filming this. So they're going to have they're going to have a big, full crowd, but it won't be the first time this season. They had a big, boisterous crowd for the Big Twelve SEC Challenge on Saturday. You know, and uh, a big, loud crowd for uh, when West Virginia came to town. So, people don't understand. Chris Beard did not invent basketball at Texas Tech. You know, neither did Bob Knight, neither did James Dickey. Gerald Myers maybe was the pioneer, but there was probably somebody even before Gerald Myers, you know. I mean, my parents were going to sold-out Texas Tech basketball games when they were kids, you know. I was watching Bubba Jennings and Tony Benford lead Tech to the Southwest Conference Championship when I was in elementary school, you know. So people talking about this being the biggest game in Texas Tech basketball history, no. That's not even not even close, okay. Like, I was in a hospital bed in Oklahoma City in 1996 when Texas Tech was playing Allen Iverson's Georgetown in Sweet 16. You know, so don't tell me about the biggest game in Texas Tech history. All right, well, they played in the Dead Gum National Championship game. A few years. I didn't want to bring that one up because because of who the coach was and how. He, <laughs> you know. Well, okay. Well, uh, let me let me respond ahead, to this. Uh, I will say I think Chris Beard is obviously made a big impact on this team. I mean, he brought in some of those players. They were good when Coach Adams got them. I think Coach Adams is maybe making them better, and he's brought in some more pieces. But I think Tech fans should remember that. And uh, I thought oh, the bus come greeting. On, John. Hey, Chad, no. let me finish, okay? No, okay. Uh, I thought the bus greeting was over the top yesterday. Oh, I okay. Let me weigh in now. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So I saw uh, Brian Davis, our good friend from the Austin American State Statesman, tweet out. You're a good friend, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, he tweeted out a, a video of, of the reaction there. And personally, I thought, big friggin' deal. Uh, I agree with Chad that um, what kind of reaction did they expect? I mean... You know, well, they should add security, more security there, not for them to be so close to the bus. They didn't even seem like they were that close. Oh, they, they were They were I surrounding mean, I, the bus. The video that I saw, uh, maybe I'm maybe you're talking about another one that I haven't seen, but the one I saw, they were get they were 30 feet away. They were uh they were just yelling things and it looked like college sports. I mean, to me, I mean How about bird flipping and cussing? 
Uh, uh, so, oh my goodness! They flipped them the bird. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This this happens all the time. I mean, OU Texas. Uh, you know, I mean, this is just part of college sports. I'm not necessarily condoning it, but at the same time, um, Chad's right. Like when Kevin Durant came back to Oklahoma City, they they held up in cupcakes because he's so soft. You know, I mean. Mm. Uh, you know, this is what you get. I mean, well, let me jump back in. Okay. I, I don't, I don't want to be all over John. I wish the bus thing hadn't happened, you know, but it did. And, you know, they didn't, there was no, we, John and I discussed this earlier. There were no, there was no violence, you know, there was maybe some bad behavior, but I mean, <laughs> you're rolling a bus <laughs> into where people have been camping out and they hate you. You know, they hate you. Was anybody surprised that, you know, they hate you. You yeah. don't have a shoot around. And, have, it, have it during the day or don't have it. And know? this, it, and Chad, you may get offended by this, but uh, this kind of behavior, Texas Tech fans embrace. They want <laughs> to be known as kind of the rowdy, uh, the rowdy fan base, and I, I think they've cultivated that relate that uh, reputation pretty well. That's well, that's, point, I mean, brother. it's kind of like the Oakland Raiders deal, but I, I will say this, and this is, this makes me kind of hopeful. Now we're filming this on Tuesday, so I may look like, you know, this may look like a freezing cold take tomorrow. I hope not, but it might. <laughs> but a lot of the narrative, especially even coming from Joey McGuire and the tech student organization called the Raider Riot, it's kind of the fan, the student fan organization specifically for basketball. They're putting out the narrative, support our team, be loud, don't throw stuff, you know. Well, and I, I even have gone so far as to to reply to them on Twitter. Hey, like what y'all are doing, flood the zone with people that are good ambassadors for tech. And I think they get they they see what's coming enough to be able to get out in front of it. And I think that's probably what's going to happen tonight. Now, like I said, this is maybe a freezing cold take by this time tomorrow. No, that's smart. That's smart for them to do that. And here's the other thing. I don't care what school you're at. Every fan base has some knuckleheads and mm. every fan base has, you know, some, some classier fans, uh, you know, I, I, even, you know, the Nebraska's of the world who have sort of this reputation of, you know, they applaud the opposing team when they leave the field or whatever. Uh, they, they're going to have some, some jerks in their fan base too. So, well, I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example. What are the nicest people uh, I know? He's a Waco resident, an old Miss alum named Don Jurgensen. Very, very nice man. He, he's an old Miss alum. Stephen Hawkins, old Miss alum, right? Mm-hmm. But when my family went to the uh, Cotton Bowl in 2009, I had to move my dad and brother-in-law away from this one particular nasty group of old Miss fans, or we were going to have a major, major problem. You know, my and. I say that because my dad and brother-in-law are big dudes and they don't put up, you know, BS, but these old Miss fans were all in our face. were nasty. And I was just like, there's some empty seats in the end zone. Let's go sit there. And that's what we did. And, and I've had, I've had like a bad, uh, that was, that was a bad impression that old Miss fans made on me. Now, like I said, one of the nicest people I know is an old Miss fan. So. Yeah. We could go down this rabbit hole for a pretty deep, but, uh, <laughs> Let's let's. Rabbit, that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, no, right. And that was that was fun stuff. Uh, one more question. Uh, so, you know, across the country, Big Twelve men's basketball has 
you know, been right up there with the uh, elite conferences. You know, they're 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 like number one. Um, you know, this is kind of year in and year out. Uh, but the league's highest ranked team right now is Baylor at number eight, followed by Kansas at ten and Tech at fourteen. Um, so when we get to selection Sunday, uh, do you feel like the, the league's sort of strength and parity at the top will result in a, uh, number one seed for the champion or, or not? And, uh, you know, is it fair if they get snubbed? Yeah, I, I think it's probably going to cost them a number one seed because, you know, every game in the big 12 is usually pretty close. I think the the uh, winning teams probably going to have four losses, um, maybe even five. So you know, other teams that have an easier route to a number one seed, say like Gonzaga, I would say even a Pac-12 school like UCLA, uh, Houston, teams like that, um, they could have an easier route to a top seed. But you, you would hope, say, if Baylor got a two seed, that they would put them, uh, they would put them at a site where they could ha- still have fans, say like Fort Worth, first couple rounds, San Antonio, and then, uh, of course, the Final Fours in New Orleans. But uh, you would hope that maybe they would kind of be compensated in that way. And that goes for other schools, too, like Texas Tech and Kansas. You know, to use a basketball term, I feel like the Big 12 is kind of boxed out from a number one seed at this point mm-hmm. because, you know, Houston, Gonzaga, um, maybe even Auburn and Kentucky to a certain extent, they're not going to they're not going to play the kind of uh, the kind of tough schedules. You know, Baylor's got to play Kansas twice and go mm-hmm. to Lubbock, play Texas twice. Uh, Texas Tech probably has the best road this far uh, so far because they've already played Kansas twice and they already played in Waco, you know? Um, but I don't think, I don't think they're going from 14 to, to one seed range, no matter what they do. And Kansas, uh, well, Kansas got to get up off the mat from that brutal effort on Saturday against Kentucky. Here's mm-hmm. the nice good news for uh, the big 12 is guess what? You can win a national championship as a two seed or three seed. Or mm-hmm. you know, but or even lower, <laughs> six seed. Wasn't uh, UConn was the six seed when they won? Right. The so you know, the seeds are the seeds, uh, and it's basically going to come down to kind of generally speaking, the top four teams in the AP poll. Uh, you know, maybe maybe five. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else might sneak in there, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the seeds are going to sort of. Um, separate themselves and sometimes it it certainly does benefit you from a seating standpoint to be in a little bit weaker conference you know aka gonzaga uh but but that doesn't mean that the big 12 can't have postseason success well here's the other thing though and this is a thought i had in the last 24 hours but somebody is going to have to end mike krzyzewski's career and that's going to be hard to do hmm Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, guys. Uh, you know, I don't feel like we had to use the bleep button or anything, um, but we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll try to get edgier next week. Contrary to what everybody thinks, I am very calm today. 
It's just, it's just one more game. There's going to be another game on Saturday. You know, there's a lot left and this and all this hype crap will be over after today. Okay. Coach Conan. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. All right. I like it. Uh, thanks for, thanks everybody for tuning in. 